All right, what's up? <laughs> it's uh, T-Bag and Spike. We're, we're here. It's two morons talking about casinos and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, all kinds of random who the fuck knows will definitely come out of this podcast. This is uh, not safe for work or your kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you should shut it off if there are children around. Cause those little motherfuckers, yeah, they would pick not. up everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And then so. they say it back at the most inappropriate time. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, school. <sighs> My kids are actually very good. They never swear. They hear me and their mom swear for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. My younger one, innocent. Older one, uh, she. Pushes it to the limit. She doesn't actually say words, but she loves to say frickin' oh, and yeah. things like that. And we are on her about that. Because, uh, yeah, and she says, uh, what did she say? Yeah, I called her the B word. I said, you said what? She said, no, I didn't say the word, but I just said you're a B word. I'm like, well, you, that's the same thing. You can't do that. It's not. You're implying the same <laughs> yeah, thing. That's great. That's amazing. That's like, uh, I think it's Louis C.K. who has a sick bit on that how like saying the n-word is like uh, why you're saying the word just say the fucking word right, <laughs> you know what I mean? right. yeah you're a b-word you mf'er right exactly <laughs> you just swore <laughs> right he said he hates that worse you know people use it yeah. on the news he said that's just white people saying it <laughs> yeah, yeah saying it and getting away with right, it yeah you're right you didn't say it, but now you bit. made me say it in my head whenever you say the n-word now you <laughs> yeah, make me yeah, say it yeah that's exactly it if only i could be that comedic uh that's smart that day he's so funny man he's so smart i mean i he did some shit he's uh he's a human being i don't really hold it too hard against him i think he's funny talented like i'm watching horace and pete right now it's fucking great like the dialogue it's too intense it's like you said i have to be at a point where I have to process, be able to process how intelligent some of the dialogue in that show is, you know? That was what was cool about it, because I was, it just showed up in my mailbox, just like, hey, here, here's a show from, it's, you know, it's an email from him, and it's all his, always are funny and stuff, his email, because he writes it himself, yeah. and uh, and I watched it, and I was like, wow, but it was really, like, he was filming it every week, Yeah. and so it was really topical, it was really up to date, like, something would happen, and then it would be on his show the next week, yeah. like, it was pretty cool. Um, I was listening that, to... It was an amazing way, nobody does that. Yeah, no, I was listening to Race Wars. That's why I knew about it. And uh, Race Wars is with Kurt Metzger and Sherrod Smalls. You know the bug-eyed freak at the bar? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Kurt, Kurt Metzger. Metzger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's hysterical, and he was talking about it. And they had Stephen Wright in because he was working with him on the show. They had uh, I can never think of that fucking Nick DiPaolo uh, yeah, <laughs> is yeah, the yeah, other yeah, one yeah, yeah. who's fucking the best, dude. It makes me remember that. Uh, like conservative people are fucking funny too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're just normal. He's super hardcore uh, right wing, not right conservative. He's not. He does. He's not a neo Nazi or any shit or alt right. He's conservative, but he's so fucking funny. And he was on Race Wars too. I love that. I love that podcast because they just. It's such an eclectic uh, thing. Right. They're, Yes. Okay. Hold on really quickly. Uh, again, we're not a political show. I, I'd say if anything, we're more left or democratic leaning in our, in our, in our thoughts together. But however, I don't think that, I think I that people that, true. I think that, that people that are on 
more on the right side. There is conservative people that are just like regular conservative, like what the yeah. regular, the, the good definition of it is like, there was people like Ronald Reagan. He got some stuff going on. Like it, there are conservative people. There are right wing people, not right wing, but you know what I mean? That are more Republican leaning people that have it together. We've went so far in both directions that it's just crazy now. Like yeah. it's somewhere in the middle, be closer to the middle. That's all I want. Well, it's, you know, it's, uh, it was on it was on Horace and P where he said it's not fucking sports. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't hate you because you're you know a Republican. I hate you if you if you. I don't hate anybody, but I I agree. Like I don't if you don't realize that there are some real problems going on in both parties, then you're fucking blind. Republicans and Democrats, it, it doesn't matter. You're fucking blind. They're both a hot mess, and this two-party system, I think, is about to collapse on itself. Oh, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I think that's what would be best Maybe. for the country. I don't oh, yeah. know, man. Well, I don't people know. People die, and, uh, I mean, things are – it doesn't get just better all of a sudden. You know what I mean? If there's a revolution or anything like that, it's war Well, that's on our own soil. Right, and I don't even know if I mean to take it to that level. I just mean that somebody else shows up with a better idea all of these but if it keeps snowballing the way it is then it is going to end up in a civil war that that absolutely that that could happen i mean that would be the ultimate worst that's horrible i mean with today's technology and stuff like can you imagine when the civil war would be like now like back then it was different because it was there was no technology no, and you had to muskets like, and, right yeah. it was like horses and stuff <laughs> like now people have airplanes and cars and like yeah, it back, would be like crazy as hell but back then if you cut your fucking leg you could die you know what i mean so it was almost more dangerous back then because if you got shot you i mean you maybe have a 50 50 shot if you if you get shot in the leg the leg's gone <laughs> like they're just chopping that shit off oh, okay but uh, all right so the waiting room at the hospital now is like three hours long. Imagine then. Like, yeah, but they can man. too. But you're you're also a lot cleaner. You've showered in the last month and a half. Do you know what I mean? Think about war back then, right? Those guys, I swear to God, that's not even probably an over exaggeration. They probably didn't shower for months at oh, a yeah. time. Oh yeah. Bathe. You know what I mean? Yes. Some of them might hit a pond up here or there, but like they, what the fuck do they care? It's just a bunch of guys. Right, yeah, of course, but like, uh, I don't even know. It was such a different world back then. A civil war now. Okay, also, we live in Las Vegas. I, I'm fighting for the North. I don't know. I'm out there. I'm, uh, I grew up in Detroit. I'm, I don't know I'm a if north it's a guy. North versus South. I think it'd be <laughs> an East and West versus the Center. Right? Would it be I like think a that's Republican what it would Democrat be. war, not divided by geography, but divided by mentality? Yes, no. uh, yes, wow. it, it would be, yeah, uh, uh, it would be a country divided by fucking memes is what it would be. Right. Do you know what I mean? It would just be like, well, we believe in this meme, but we believe in this meme. Fuck that meme. Uh, <laughs> South Park giant douche and a turd sandwich. That's all it is. Uh, South Park is like uh, the modern day Oracle. Right. They see the future. It's, uh <laughs> Uh, anyway hey so uh this is heavy into the stuff part yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this <laughs> this has something to do with our podcast for sure there is no real point if you're listening <laughs> i 
we will talk about casinos. We'll make a point every show. But, uh, yeah, we will definitely just babble and uh, entertain ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you're listening, you'll get a kick out of it. That's <laughs> what hope. we're hoping for. Yeah, Let us know. If it's just so. terrible, we'll have to change it up. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we, we do will. have a social media presence now. It's just not fully going, but we got names. We're going to take selfies today. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> we, for those of you who don't know us, we aren't good looking. So, you know, yeah. when you when you check out our page, I hope it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's hope morons. It's when you, you don't hear moron and think like, wow, probably sexy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think it just goes in that. uh that way <laughs> all right well, that's true that's good all right that's good because i'm fucking i'm 42 how old are you spike i'm 43 yeah uh, we're old men now mm. fucking kids and i got an ex-wife and he's got a wife and an ex-wife uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> hey my important. mom was married five times i'm doing good so far yeah no that's strong <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, I don't know, or is she winning because she's at five? I, I don't know. I don't know. She was married to a rock and roll drummer. She fell in love with him because he could play the drum solo on the Inagata Vida. I swear that that is a true story. She was married to him for like, I don't even know, like a short time, a couple months or something. <laughs> really? Yeah. My mom was a hippie. She's she's something special, man. She's my, my mom is like a real, uh, I, I'm a lot like my mom. Uh, we're both kind of low-key hippies. <laughs> we We just don't. You know, we pay too much attention to be a hardcore hippie. Uh, but yeah, my mom is the same. My mom is a, a rock star right now. She's 76 and she, or she's 75. And she goes out and sees live music in Cambridge, Somerville, or Boston every single night. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's all really these, cool. All these young fucking hipster, like uh, up and coming and old, old uh, musicians. It's a, it's amazing. That's really cool. That's amazing. I gosh, I hope I'm like that when I get older. Yeah, like I, she's uh, friends with the fucking uh, sax player from Morphine, who's like one of my favorite bands, and I introduced her to. And now I'm friends with them on Facebook because of my mom. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. I I yeah I don't even know. Whatever it works though. I don't know. Yep. It's, it's, uh, no, it's I agree. Pretty crazy. If, it, it, it you get out of it what you want. You know, last night I, I took my family, we went bowling and uh I put my phone on the table and it didn't pick it up until we were done. And you just have to be aware of it because it's crazy. It's taken over the whole world and everybody's constantly on their phones and it has to you have to think it in your head that okay, I'm not gonna do that. And I watched and my wife said something, the couple next to us, I don't think they were together, but still the dude was on his phone the whole time. And the girl's just like she was actually cool about it, but it was like, you know, really, man, there's a person yeah. you're you're doing a thing here. There's somebody that you can interact with that's that's alive and they're right yeah. in front of you. Put that shit down. I get it. It's entertaining, it's cool. Nobody else is around and stuff, no problem. It's 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 maybe not the healthiest form of entertainment but it is what it is that's for you like it's the same as reading a book whatever you want to do with your free time that's fine but when there's other people around i i'd, I'd really try hard to not do that me too i'm the same i think you know from working with me and hanging out with me i'm like that like i love interacting with people i love chatting with people at work i try to get my work done so i can go chat with somebody i find interesting because we work with a ton of interesting people Oh, and uh, yeah, you got to get off your phone. But 
you will eventually be able to download this on iTunes and such. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, I do kind of realize that I am telling you to get off your device while speaking to you on your device. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big directly. the irony in that. <laughs> fucking blown into your brain directly. That's how I see podcasts. It's just like someone's just a little godlike voice is in your ear when you're walking, driving, doing anything. Hey, entertainment always. We're, yeah. we're here for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Word to Big Bird. All right, so how'd you get out here to casinos in Nevada? I drove a U-Haul. Well, it was a truck, and it had a small U-Haul trailer. Me and uh, two of my best friends that I was working with in the casino, we had a loft together in downtown Detroit. And when we left the loft, it looked like we still lived there. This, the couches were set up, the TV. I had one of those old council TVs, like the huge wooden one with like the speakers nice. on the side. Yep. We just left it all. I was pretty good friends with a good DJ uh, from Detroit that lived downstairs from us. And I was like, have at it, man, whatever you want. And we squashed everything we could, basically just our mattresses and stuff into that little trailer and, and blew out here. It was uh, January uh, 4th, January 3rd, excuse me, January, January 3rd, 2001. It was so freezing cold. The local radio guys were like, nobody should have to even go outside today. Like you walk outside and your nose freezes together. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, I know. I left, uh, me and Nadia left Connecticut January 15th, 08. Yeah. See, you got to get out of that freezing shit and the, you just got to go. I get it. So we, that was our thought. We thought, you know what? We should, if we're going to be in this casino business, we might as well be in the best place in the world. If you're going to be an actor, you don't necessarily want to be in Idaho. So we said, forget it, man. We went out to Vegas one time on vacation in August. We just checked it out and we decided, forget it. Uh, we all packed up. And we moved out here. The only thing we set up was our apartment. Um, but I got, we, all, we got here on a Saturday. I, we started looking for jobs. On Tuesday, I auditioned at one of the local places that has casinos all around town, uh, known for sweating the money. And um, <laughs> so I, I got hired there. Uh, on Tuesday, I was working on Thursday. So we got here on Saturday. I was already working on, on Thursday. It was crazy that I, it was able to, and back then we had envelopes. You would get yeah. an envelope every back day. Back then it was, it was a different Vegas. I missed that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, and it was okay and I, it didn't work out. And so I worked there for <clears> a couple of months and then eventually got my job down on the strip. I got fired from that place. They didn't like me uh, because my crew and I, we, we, we're friendly and we were fun and we were making a lot of tokes and, and that place, you know, you get your regulars every day. They loved us. We were having a great time and they hate that at those places, the places that sweat the money, they just want rolls and just shut up, dummy up and deal old school mentality. And we were killing it. We were having so much fun and they just hated us. And so I'm working there and it's me and my best friend and I'm on the stick and he's on base and we're on a monster hand. This is the kind of place where the 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 owner comes up and he and he puts a um, what is that really expensive Remy Martin King Louis the Thirteenth. He he puts yeah. it in this little Buddha chalice located above the bar and he fills it up every week because it evaporates, you know. And he as a superstition, so people don't win. Like this is the kind of place I was working in. Really? Yeah, that wow. really happens. That really, ha it's still there. I could point it out to you today. That's crazy. Yeah, and so it's <laughs> you're, I'm there, and I, I'm on 
I'm on the stick and my, my best friend's on the base and the game is jam up. We're catching, it's well over 45 minutes at that point in time. And I'm pushing, I'm, I'm standing there and he's the floorman's back there. who's was actually the, the pit boss back then. And he's telling me to, to move the dice. He's waving me on the first bet. He's already waving his hand as, as my best friend is paying his first bet. And he's got seven more to go on a jam up game. And I'm looking at him like, what? And he's now he's getting agitated and he's telling me, move the dice, you know? And so he's like on his third so bet by now. Dumb. So now I'm like, I'm like, okay. So I did that real slowly move the dice. Yeah, yeah. Trying yep, to give yep. him a chance to yep. like, come on, let's go, buddy. And you know, there's props and everything. And it's crazy the way they have their prop box back then. You just kind of set it in the middle and you had to know what it was. There was no little box for everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. That is 100% true. Nowadays, there's a box for everything. Right. You're right. We just had it set up like in your brain. You were like, this is where this guy goes. And it right. made, I don't know, a little bit of sense as far as the table goes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I could <clears throat> I could deal so much better back then, to be honest yeah, with me you. Me too. You really had to pay attention and you, you had to deal your game. However, uh, so... So I, I do that real slow maneuver and I'm on the stick for a while. I, I come around, I'm on base and I could just feel that the pit boss behind me is just pissed off. I can just feel it, you know? <laughs> so we're going and then finally they get the seven and clean up and everything. And I get tapped off and I go on break. He grabs me. I walk over, he goes, come here. He grabs me by my shirt wow. and he pulls me to him and he goes, when I tell you to move the dice, you move the fucking dice. And I said, Oh, I'm so mad. Yeah. I said, if you ever touch me again, you will be laying right where you stand, and I promise you won't get up for a long time. <laughs> That's and the, I just walked yeah, away. Good, good. And, and then the you next, gotta stand up. Right, Don't yeah. fucking grab me. Right. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. A couple days later, I called in sick. One time in my 90 days, I called in sick. Next day, I was fired. <laughs> and so they, they, you know, and I laughed, I don't care. Back then they would fire you by bringing all the security there right in the middle, like at the end of your shift and they would bring all the security in there, just wait for you. And as soon as you would get off, they would touch you and they'd say, okay, here you go. Blah, blah, blah. Here's your money. Boom. You're done. They would walk you out the back door in front of everybody. They would walk you through the casino out the door. It's, walk it the whole way. It was such a thing back then. And I never so, got that. But it was cool. That it, wouldn't embarrass me. I could. I laughed. Oh my god! Yeah. I laughed all the way out. And people looking at me I like, didn't "You do anything, I was like, you know? "I don't care." Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Really? This is how I don't care. I was already, yeah. already, already on the process of getting my new job, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank no. you, thank you for hiring me immediately when I got to town. It really helped me out, and it, it allowed me to get a job with a company that I still work for today. So perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um. I can't I see I never worked um for a place that was a sweater like that. I worked for just crazy big and then I came out here and worked for like this little shithole uh theme park casino. All right, well, well or hold on, back up here. Let's not just gloss over that. Okay, so I told my story of how I got here and what happened. All right. So, so what do you got? I uh <clears throat> friends were evacuating the casino I was working for because it was just getting worse and worse. They were doing layoffs and uh, you could just see the end coming. You could right. see it. Getting, you were at that one of those, the, one of the really biggest ones in the world huge, in Connecticut, yeah. right? A big place. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's just and, to uh, refresh. And uh, <clears throat> so everybody was bailing like my, my uh, goddaughter and her family had just moved out here and they, they were me and my girlfriend's uh, neighbors mm -hmm. at the time. And when they, when they moved, I think we decided that we were going to move out here. I had been with God her. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd been with her for like, uh, I don't know, three years, four years, three years at that point, I think. And, uh, we decided we were going to move. 
we rented a, a U-Haul, like you said. You walked outside. You know, I I was packing it in the fucking snow. Um, your boogers freeze up. We had this cute little apartment. Um, anyway, so we packed it up and dragged my car behind it. So it was like driving an 18-wheeler, and we were supposed to take turns, but that very quickly changed to me driving. (laughs) (laughs) So I drove the whole way from Connecticut. We went down south, and uh, I am a northeast guy. I grew up half in the city, half in the suburbs. So the south kind of fucking freaks me out. Going through Little Rock, Arkansas, getting gas. I mean, I think I pulled into the wrong gas station, but I needed to get fucking gas. Because, like, deliverance scared? Yes, yeah, (laughs) yep. Like, I tried to, I was like, you have no accent. (laughs) I have no accent. How are y'all doing? (laughs) We don't say y'all. Fucking, I I could say it a little bit now, but we don't say y'all. I Generally. don't. I, it will never be part of my vocabulary. <laughs> Although I have to admit, uh, as Michiganders probably hate this, but I have converted from saying pop and I now say soda. <laughs> In Michigan, it's it's pop, yeah. but I now say I soda. Know. But I will never say y'all. I'm not a y'all person. Yeah, I've always said soda. And when people would say pop, like. Uh, my cousins upstate in upstate New York would say pop. I'd be like, that just doesn't sound right. I don't know. But anyway, so we packed up the car. We drove. Uh, felt like I almost died in Little Rock. <laughs> um, so we're rolling through Texas, just the top of Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I'm d- done with all the CDs. She's asleep. Uh, and I'm so I'm looking on the radio. And I find, I flip through and I find what I think is a hip-hop station. So I'm like, all right. So I leave that on, and then I realize, and he's like, I represent (laughs) J-E-S-U-S. And I was like, what? And then I had to listen more, right? and I got really scared. So I tried to go as fast as the thing would go, but it would pin out at 70. It had a governor on it. What? Yeah. So I couldn't get out of Texas quick enough because I'd never heard a, (sighs) it was a uh, Jesus, mostly I'd listened to the DJ. And he was talking to, he's like, I know a lot of you guys are inside listening to us, locked up. And I realized it was basically just for prisoners. <laughs> like, it was a, a hardcore hip-hop, I love Jesus station. It was amazing. This but is, yeah, thank you me. for listening to the WLRD, this W Lord out of Amarillo, <laughs> Texas. Yeah, Broadcasting yeah. to all you down there, folks, <laughs> locked up. <laughs> yeah, doing is doing time for the Lord. I know y'all in a in a hard spot right now, but just think about the Lord, and the Lord will come and help you while you are in your cage. Yeah, I can't. I I, I don't know. The oh South has God. always freaked me out a little bit. Wow, <laughs> I'm like a coast to coast guy. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't. Down South is a little bit freaky for me. I got a lot of relatives down there. I think I'm part hillbilly, so I'm okay with that part, but. I, I get it. The, uh, the well, you lived the, in Kentucky, the deliverance. Didn't you? Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee. I lived there for me. a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the South. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. if you live oh, there, oh yeah. I just I never lived in the South, so I think it's that fear of the unknown. I'm not afraid of fucking cities in general. Like I like cities, but I have buddies who are afraid to go into Boston, and I don't know. I don't know where I feel most out of place. I'm good with city because I'm a yeah. D- Detroit guy. I'm good with the the South. Maybe I feel out of place. Hmm. 
around people that are talking about uh, like car engines or something. Maybe I, <laughs> no, maybe, I don't too. know. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. I know I like a cool car. I know what a cool car is like. I like to drive it. I can drive fast, but I don't know much about fixing it. So maybe I'm uncomfortable around there. I'm not much of a hunter. Yeah. See, I, those things don't make me uncomfortable. I just, I, I always own up that I don't know shit about cars. Too. Oh, yeah, it's not yes. uncomfortable, but I'm saying where I feel most out of my element, like where I don't know shit about. I think. Yeah, but I, like I'm talking regional, like uh, suburb, city, uh, south, northeast, southwest. I don't know. I don't know. I have it because I lived in, the, in those couple of different places. I, I feel, I don't know. And now that we live here, so that's kind of like the third aspect of it. I kind of lived north i maybe i never lived east coast style you know i've only been to to uh well, does, massachusetts once but does new york intimidate you is what i'm saying hmm i think i would love it i you know what yeah, intimidates me how too. how expensive it is yeah. it's crazy yeah. expensive it's retarded <laughs> um like but does la intimidate does la i don't know yeah. la certainly doesn't intimidate me maybe you know where you know where i think i would feel intimidated um other countries where maybe it's not safe places where like Henry Rollins goes to Certainly. and stuff. Like yeah. I just saw that 14 people got killed in Cancun in yeah. like two days. Yep. Tourists like badly, <clears throat> like badly killed. Like, so, you know, I'm supposed to go back to Mexico. We're talking about right now and I'm going to go, but that kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. Crazy stuff like that. Like when we land in Mexico city, you never leave the airport, but to be out in Mexico city, yeah. I would be scared there for sure. That's yeah. That's I, the kind of place that I'm a little bit uh, always shaky about. And when we even when we went to Mexico, when we went to the grocery stores and we left the area, I kind of thought, oh, is this cool? You know, luckily, my wife speaks perfect Spanish, so I, I feel better. But uh, you still don't know. Yeah, you know, I feel sketchy a little bit. No, well, you're lucky you had a translator because me and the me and Nadia, who I moved out here with, I'll just say her first name, I guess. But uh, <clears throat> when we went to Mexico we got stuck in Mexico city and they were like, neither of us spoke Spanish. Cause we're, I don't know, idiots going to Mexico. And, uh, so they, they set us up at a, uh, fiesta hotel and they took us there in a, in a, uh, one of those shuttles. So we're driving through Mexico city and it's like 10 houses on top of 10 houses. And I'm like, where the fuck are we going to stay? And how are we going to be safe? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then we go through all this dirt roads and fucking everything else. And we're still right in the heart of the city. And this big gate opens up and there's these beautiful trees and grass and like, uh, guards. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a Fiesta hotel. Like in Mexico, you know, that's crazy. It was completely gated in. I don't know if there were guards. I I might, there might not have been guards, but I felt super safe Mm -hmm. because you were completely gated in and the gates were really high. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I was, I was scared driving there. I was like, oh my God, like we are going into (laughs) a city where I don't speak the language. (laughs) That's the biggest problem. That's my fear is anywhere you go. I mean, not speaking the language is makes things so rough (laughs) exactly yeah that's i feel out of you know i could only imagine being places that's how i felt when we went to acapulco for spring break when i was 18 yeah high school we we had nothing you know all of us like a whole group we're like (laughs) but you know they just push you through you know because you're a kid and they, they need the business and that's the thing is that 
that's what makes it scary is that this is cartel driven. This isn't just yeah. random people because they really deal with people because they want that tourism without yeah. that tourism. Well, the cartel makes time. money on that. I mean, I was in Cancun two years ago and you walk on the beach and <laughs> the guy it was so funny. He walked by the girls. He, he what did he say to them? Uh, oh, he goes uh, cigars, cigarettos. And they're like, no, thank you. And then he walks by me and my boy and he's like cocaine. Uh, marijuana, whatever, <laughs> whatever he was peddling, you know, and then the girls were like, what did he say to you? And we were like, oh, he offered us drugs. And they were like, oh, he just offered us cigars. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Every single time too. happened at least four times. I think when we were down there, it was hysterical. It became like a, a bit that we always laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> they, we went to Playa del Carmen and the main shopping drag down there and a couple of times people were offering me coke and weed and i thought nope no way that's the last thing i would ever consider doing because yeah we got coke know, and weed because i feel like <laughs> I, i'm sure it's probably cool but i would be the one guy that like i get the cop you know what i mean all of a sudden there's like no cop. i just you know I there's know. no cop the cartels run the beach do you know what i mean like there's no cop who is coming <laughs> really you think yes so? 100% a hundred percent. That's why they keep it safe. The cartel has a piece on the, the properties. You know what I mean? So they don't fuck with them and they don't fuck with the tourists. They don't let it roll in there. Hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. So there's no cop coming. It's for tourists. That's interesting. Yeah. I hmm. that's I mean, that's my theory. I think that's pretty well known too. Hmm. <clears throat> that's interesting. I don't know. I, I guess I never really thought of it that way. I know that like when I was in Acapulco, I got arrested for kissing a girl on the street at like three o'clock in the morning after the bar. Well, I mean, rightfully so. It in, was just a shakedown in, in front of the Lord and everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could. Everybody could see. <laughs> oh, right. come on, man! Like I this. mean, what are you doing? I was buying coke and weed. How dare you kiss a woman in public? Exactly, but that's my experience. <laughs> like, I got in trouble for kissing a girl. Like, I just right. totally got a shakedown. I had to pay him thirty bucks. I got you. Know? you. <laughs> That's my luck. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, we definitely got, we took those guys up on something. And then I actually don't remember, but uh, I don't know. That's another story for another time. Hey, when you're out of the country, it doesn't count. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. I woke up and uh, apparently I did most of it and they were mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> like We're on vacation. I have no idea what happened, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I had no what? idea. We each had a, a blackout night. Yeah, there were perfect. four of us, and then uh, we picked up some strangers. They had a blackout night too. Night. Well, the important thing is, is that everybody doesn't have a blackout night the same night. You yeah, need somebody that's guiding the people. Yep. Usually, that just kind of happens naturally. Yeah. Se know? Security brought back one of the girls, <laughs> and, and he was basically like, "Is oh, she was actually she was like, is this yours? <laughs> like, yeah, we'll take that Lithuanian." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> I think all those places—it's sort of like us, you know. You just gotta gotta push people through. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. It's hey, Vegas is like that too, because you get a lot of people who don't speak any English, and that's perfectly fine. Right. You can usually get it done with some pointing and whistling and snapping and. <laughs> <laughs> um oh so let me uh, so we drove this i drove this massive truck out here oh yeah, yeah yeah um stopped in west virginia that was weird for me too 
um, I don't know, huh? And uh, uh, met up with my boy who had opened a casino uh, over there and uh, partied there for a day and then trekked on. I forgot where else we stopped, but uh, we got out of here as quick as we could after we met up with my boy Ken and uh, we ran down here. <clears throat> we didn't have jobs or anything and in 08, it was the recession, but we were coming from a massive casino. We both had uh, all the games. We both had eight years experience at one of the largest casinos on the planet. So we figured we'd find work. We went and applied. Um, we went to one of those places where they're supposed to get you a job. And uh, <laughs> they called my girlfriend back. She's this very cute girl. Very beautiful. Um, they called her back right away. They never called me back. <laughs> <laughs> they called her like as soon as we left the parking lot, they called her with a job. <laughs> she got a job at, let's just say, a cliche uh, casino, like uh, a branded casino uh-huh. <laughs> that's a little shithole. Okay. Just off the strip. Okay. All right. Fair and enough. So she got in. Uh, she was. She talked to the shift manager. They said that they'd hire me. They needed me on graveyard. We went over to another casino. Now, we always skipped <laughs> the company that I work for now. We never applied for any of their casinos because we'd heard nothing good about them. That's interesting. So we went into this uh, casino, and we went up to the high limit, and I there was a guy behind, with a tie behind a desk, and I was like, hey, uh, is the shift manager around? And he's like, uh, yeah, hold on. I'll call Jimmy. So he, he calls him and he's like, uh, is there something I can help you with? I'm the uh, uh, the GM. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're the guy I want to talk to. I was like, me and my girlfriend, uh, we were just wondering if you guys were hiring. We have every game. We have Big Baccarat, Midi Bock, Mini Bock, um, Craps, Roulette, Blackjack, and all the novelty games, all the carny games like let it ride and we had everything so they hired us there and then we had been looking for a month so we were running low on money so they both called on the same day and offered us jobs and uh we took both of them all right on and we worked two jobs i worked two jobs for about two years um and that was fucking hard <laughs> that is hard I, I hear people do it at work all the time I'm like i don't know how you could do that man. i worked There's one no from three three in the morning till 11 in the morning and then i worked the other one from either 12 or 1 to 8 or 9 Ugh. and i would sleep in my car in the garage <laughs> and listen to opie and anthony on the radio every fucking day wow and so yeah. were you taking a lot of early outs or were you just like actually getting use out of it and working because i see that a lot of people they work two jobs but they take a lot of early outs and i'm like well, what are you doing well, that doesn't even make sense either you're doing it or you're not <clears throat> well, I was on day shift, so they were very limited. If mm -hmm. I could get one, I would take it, yeah. Right. But um, I was uh, trying to get full-time. I got full-time at the other place first on Graveyard, mm -hmm. and uh, I just, I don't know. So the other job was my part-time job. And casino. Yeah. <laughs> the casino I was trying to not say the name of. Um, <laughs> casino. Yeah, was was go for your own. So it was a casino. Yeah. So it was go for your own, which means keep your own tips. Um, 
so I have the gift of gab. I can talk to just about anybody. So I, I like that. I made a lot of money over there. I'd make, but some days you'd make $8. Other days you'd make, you know, 400 Feast or famine. Yeah. And then you'd have medium days where I was, I always wanted to break a hundred. If I broke a hundred, I was happy on any given day. Right. Well, cash money for sure. Uh huh. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. No, you'd get it in a check. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They'd count it out for you in front of you. Uh huh. And then you would get it in your check. Every oh, two okay. Weeks. Got it. Okay. Well, still, whatever. Uh -huh. That's all right. Got yeah. It. Hey, I'd love to go for my own. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And uh, they, I was on a craps crew on Graveyard. And these motherfuckers were robbing people. <laughs> I couldn't get in. I wasn't on board with that shit, honestly. And uh, they got mad at me, which is perfectly fine. I didn't give a fuck. Right. But I dealt with three great craps dealers, amazing craps dealers, who were masters of hustles. Like, they would get money out of people's pockets. And then two of them um, would, <laughs> you know, it'd be three in the morning when I came in. So people would be fucking hammered. Oh, yeah. And uh, they'd be like, how much for all the numbers? And they'd be like, 69. And I was like, what the fuck is 69? And I didn't. I did, It took me a long time, but it was 15 on top for the dealers, and they wouldn't tell them. So they'd be like, let me get 69 again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And these guys would nod at the box, man, and they would pay off the box, man, too. And that's why I got shit, too, because I wasn't in on all that shit. Fuck you. Uh, we we were scraping to make a living. I wasn't paying him off because we didn't always make money. We always didn't have players. We'd stand there dead on a Tuesday morning. Do you know what I mean? At 3 in the morning. There's no one there. I, I'm just not into it, man. I just I'm, I, I never have been. In, I, I'm cool with making money, but I always did it off my personality. And yeah. I never, yeah, ever... Too ever cheated people no i never cheated um, i've asked for a like bet. that you know what i mean of course i've asked for a bet and you do your way because you know what you deserve it maybe people don't understand or whatever the case yeah. is it's just not right if you're there for so long and i've helped you make so much money yeah. and you just got nothing so yeah of course but there's a big difference between that and hustling you know, I, I was not part of that, but I listen, I get it. That was part of the life out here for forever. So if you were part of that a long time ago, that's just ingrained in your soul uh -huh. to be like that. And I get that. That used to be the business. That's how, mm -hmm. that's just how it worked. Get a bet. Yeah, that was it. You know, so I never been, I've just never been comfortable being that guy. And I know still people to this day that are those people. And yeah. that's cool. I don't care because I know that they're out there doing their job. Yeah. And they're they're helping people, so whatever. Um, I don't know. That, yeah. That, I, but I completely understand it. I I get it. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did too. But <clears throat> but I just wasn't. Uh, I don't know. They didn't let me fully in, and you know. And then they were like, "We need you need to go get it." And I I felt like that meant uh, steal. So I would go get it, but I never asked. And they were on me since I wasn't paying anybody off. Um, they were on me, you know. The boxman was always trying to get me in trouble and shit. <laughs> sure, I get it, right? Of and course. And always busted my balls about being a shitty dealer. When they were, I mean, at that point, I just come from back east, and we didn't care about tips. We prided ourselves on like who was the best dealer. We our place was so big, it didn't matter. Tips did not matter because, <laughs> I mean, I have a theory that they were they always made sure we we made less than the dual rates. The dual rates being um people who are 
they deal sometimes and they're a floor supervisor other times. Got it. I think we got to make a point to explain these things to just like our terms that we use in the business all the time. Dual rate doesn't necessarily mean anything to anybody. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's um, we're, we're here for everybody. So sure. But no, at that place, at that casino, we just cared. You just took pride in how you dealt and you had to be a good dealer. Cause if you weren't, people would just shit on you. I mean, it was <laughs> all these people from Jersey, New York, Boston, Providence. I'm talking about players and who you worked with were all guys who came from Atlantic City, or uh, started there and came from wherever, you know. And all your players were from Boston, New York, Providence, Jersey. So you you just had to be a good dealer. You had to be able to do eight things at a time. Because you'd have eight players and you had to be able to have a conversation with numerous people at the same time while dealing. <laughs> right. Well, that's uh, that's how we we would had a layout. We would practice after we did work. Too. We, we had a layout. We would come home and practice and, and somebody would be on we base and, and the other people were somebody would be on the stick. And we had a full layout from yep. Caesars. I don't even know where we got it from, but we had it and we would play and. We, the people that instructed us were all East Coast people. We learned with the Atlantic City mentality. And so a lot of people were from the casinos in Connecticut and stuff like that. And they taught us all the press moves and this is how yep. you got to be smooth one, and everything. One. Right, exactly. They taught yeah. us all that stuff. And people cared about that back then. Um, you know, they were about customer service too. But it was really stressed that you being a good dealer, looking good while you dealt. And everybody, I, I still, I always... In my head, I just wanted to be fast, so I wasn't as smooth, and it probably didn't look as good. And I've never, I still to this day don't have good hands. I just, some people have it, some people don't. I still can't, I can't shuffle checks, but I know it. I know how to deal. I can deal quickly. It's not terrible. I can even pass any audition. But See, yeah. some people are just amazingly talented, and they just look beautiful when they do it, and it's so cool yeah. to watch. My uh, my ex started dealing crafts when she was eighteen. So her hands were so smooth because it's the only thing she'd really known how to do her entire life. So she was so, two of my exes actually, I could probably think of a few other ones, um, but she was so smooth. I never had hands, but it took me a while. And then like the uh, zen of craps took over where, like you said, I wanted to be fast. Then I realized being smooth was being fast. That's so right. I slowed it all down. And just always got it done. And I got it done in my brain mostly, you know, before I ever made the move. And then it becomes, it's so repetitious. Like uh, if you if you watch a good craps dealer, they can talk to you the whole time with their head down, slam out checks, and not make a sound. You know what I mean? Like in Vegas, there's so much music and background shit. But back east, like... You'd be in these salons, and actually they have them out here too. You'd be in like a private crap salon so you could hear everything. And one of my exes, you couldn't hear a check move. You you didn't hear a chip hit another chip, and it was gross. It was so scary because I was on the other base like, ta-tung, 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 ta-tung. And that's how I learned too. I learned in high limit to be uh, just smooth. Try not if you can hear the chips, then you don't want to hear the chips. So try to be fucking smooth. But then, then you come out here, and it's a shit show out here. It's very different because everybody's going, everybody's worried about the money out here, and um, 
They sweat. I've never heard that. At the place I work back east, we never sweat a dollar. Nobody gave a shit if a guy won a few million. You know, it was never even a big deal. We didn't even care to talk about it. Nobody cared. I don't know. And then I moved out here, and I'm, I work for a big place and a little place. Um, one on the strip, one just off the strip. And they had very different mentalities. The little place sweated every time, but we were on graves, so we barely had to deal with it. You know, <clears throat> not that many uh, of the bigger players would come in on our shift anyway. So, yeah, each I, everybody is different in how they sweat it. I, I like where we work now. I don't, I don't feel at all pressure about the money ever. Mm, Me neither. So I, don't, I don't think it matters. So I like that. But, uh, you know, it's I, I always I can't tell you how many times going back to what you just said that. Somebody said, yeah, smooth is fast. I know. And I know that to be true. <laughs> I know it to be true. I, I don't even argue it sort of, but my brain is like, no way. Mm-mm, nope. You just go, go, go. I can't. I just can't do it. It's so funny. It's something that I tried so hard. I could just never do it. I like, just gave yeah. up. See, I was That's who I am. I'm just going to be funny. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and that's why I've always been a good dice dealer is mostly because I'm funny. Like, I have stupid stick calls, like, too crap like Jeter. You know what I mean? Like, you you say that to a whole table full of New Yorkers, and uh, <laughs> you get a reaction. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So we'd start jabbing, and that was my, my gift, too, is I have the gift of gab. Like, I, I enjoy people. I really, honestly enjoy speaking to people, um, even though I may disagree with them or think they're – idiots at times uh the name of this show is uh two morons so i'm I'm not holding myself any higher than anybody else you know what i mean not not even a little bit Stuff. 